When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the star for Triangle of Sadness, Dolly De Leon. So, is this runway casting for a grumpy brand or a smiley brand? So it's a grumpy brand, yeah. Congratulations! Show me that Balenciaga look. Suddenly I'm dressed in something way less expensive. It's H&M, yay! Balenciaga, and H&M, Balenciaga. NHL! It looks paid for the tickets. Not bad, huh? <laughs> so, what do you do? I sell shit. The success of a luxury cruise mainly depends on you. I don't want to hear anybody saying no. It's always yes, sir, yes, ma'am. I command you, enjoy the moment. No. 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 <laughs> what? You say no to me? No, no. Oh, so it's yes. Uh, yeah, no. Yes. Go in. Yes! <laughs> the sails. Do you think it's possible to wash them? I don't think that's possible, ma'am, because this is a motorized vessel. Yeah. So we don't have any sails. It was sails. Yes. Well, then, in that case, we will clean the sails. Yes. Of course. Yes. To love. To love. Russian capitalist. And an American <laughs> communist. Oh. On a $250 million luxury yacht. The ship is going under. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just the really bad this is really really bad all right dolly thank you so much for joining me here today on the next best picture podcast to talk about your role in ruben oslin's palm door winning film triangle of sadness thank you for having me matt i'm so excited to talk about the film Absolutely. I mean, this has got to be just like such a whirlwind, especially going to Cannes and having it start off with its world premiere winning the most prestigious film prize uh, in the entire world, catapulting it uh, towards Neon, purchasing it, and then it now being released uh, in cinemas this weekend. And audiences are responding so much to the film's crazy, um, scathing... (laughs) wild screenplay but you're a huge huge part of why the movie works so i want to talk about your character but but specifically i want to first ask 
how did you land the role of Abigail? What was it like getting the screenplay and then realizing how crucial she would be to the events of Triangle of Sadness? Uh, I first heard about Abigail through a friend called Jake Makapagal. He was approached by the casting director of Platform Production, that, that's the produ- production company of Triangle of Sadness. And they sent me just three sides and like a gist of the of the whole film. So the three sides were when Abigail gives out the food to the people on the island and when she's in the in the boat with Carl. And the third is when Carl and Nelson fall asleep and the fire dies and they steal some pretzel sticks. So those were the three sides that I had with me. And I knew the gist of the story. So reading that alone, I already knew that this was really very important work that that and very significant and relevant to our times. So that alone was already very exciting for me. But because I don't do very well in auditions, I wasn't really, you know, even hoping that I would get it. I just went there to for the experience. And I mean, I could never forgive myself for missing a Ruben Osland audition. So I had to go even if I thought that I would I wouldn't make it. So when I got there to the audition and um I think they held auditions for three or four days and they met with probably 40 or 50 actresses. Wow. So immediately I was intimidated by that, right? And then after that, I found out that uh, we were down to five. So, and then Ruben asked for a meeting for each one of us, a one-on-one meeting just to see, you know, if we could communicate with him because, you know, he's Swedish, I'm Filipino, so there's a language barrier. But it went well, our... My interview with him went really well. I did a little trick that I read in a book for an, an, on a how to make it to audition. So I used that little trick. And I think it worked because he chose me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I, but but before that, I was really, you know, because I'm a pray, prayerful person. I really pray when, you know, I, when I need help. And I was really, when I was down to the top five, I really, I thought, okay, I have a shot. I have a good chance. So please let me get this. I promise. And, you know, I negotiated a lot of stuff. I promised, like, I'll be good. I'll promise I'll never do this and that. <laughs> you know, I neg- negotiated with God, if you will. And I got it. So that that's it. And the filming uh, was a totally different experience. It added even more to the excitement of playing Abigail. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. What was the audition trick, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> okay, the audition trick. I read it in a book of Ivana Chabak. Okay, she, mm-hmm. she's, a, she's an acting coach. So, of course, I have to give her credit because this is her idea. And she says that when, whenever... A, Anyone, any actor goes to an audition, you hardly have time to interact with the director because they just make you do the scene and that's it. And they ask you a few questions about yourself and you're done. But for that little time that you have with the director, you have to, (laughs) 
and now Ruben's gonna find out he doesn't know about this. <laughs> so you have to look at the auditioner and think in your head that you're making mad love with them. <laughs> and she says in the book that somehow they will never know you're thinking that, but it'll come out in your eyes that you're looking at them like you're so attracted to them and you know you're really in a heated passionate moment with them and it'll translate into them as charm okay so i think it worked <laughs> i mean it's funny because i'm thinking also about the audition scenes in the movie that the models have to go through as well so I, this is all it's amazing how many like little tricks there are in the book i suppose right <laughs> yes and we have to do whatever trick we can do just to get that part yeah so your character is, for a large chunk of the movie, in the background, uh, deliberately, I would say, too, because Abigail is somebody who, to those characters, to that world, is a background character. She's not important to any of them. And then when, um, for lack of a better term, shit hits the fan, and there are certain uh, abilities and instincts that she possesses that the rest of them do not for basic survival she becomes the de facto leader, essentially. So I'm curious to know if there were ever any other scenes in the first and second acts of that movie with Abigail, or was everything that was included in the movie everything that you shot? For that first part, for the I mean, for, the, for part two, there were no deleted scenes as far as I'm concerned, but mm -hmm. there, in terms of filming, but in the script... Originally, Abigail is supposed to be in that slide when they slide down. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. So she's supposed to be a part of that. Um, and there's also a deleted scene that we didn't even film. Just Ruben took it out of the script, but it was there initially that Carl's in the gym working out and Abigail's cleaning, you know, the machines and looking at him in a funny way. So he took that out. And then if you notice in when they're cleaning the the dining hall and one of the workers puts on her, her headphones and she's cleaning the piano. Originally, that's supposed to be Abigail. Uh, but Ruben said, I really want to make Abigail, Abigail as nondescript as possible, not to be recognized as much as possible so that when she comes in the third act, there's more impact and people are caught off guard. Where, where was she? And then check yourself. Yeah, why didn't yeah. you notice her? Because no one does. She's mm -hmm. invisible. No one treats her with any kind of importance. So I felt kind of bad when Ruben decided to use another actress to replace me for that. But watching the film, yeah, it really worked so much better that Abigail is hardly seen. Even in that scene when she's with Carl and Yaya knocking on their door, you just see her profile. You never see my full face there. So that's another thing that Ruben did on purpose so that you just tend to think, that, oh, here's an extra, okay, she's just going to knock, nondescript, we're never going to see her again. And yeah. it worked. There's a scene where Abigail goes for a hike, uh, uh, and I was curious to know, because it looks hot, and it looks really treacherous, uh, the ground uh, that you're uh, walking along. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to know uh, how much of that did Ruben uh, put you through the ringer on, or was that just sheer acting on your part? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was not acting. You know, every 
<laughs> Sorry to disappoint you guys. You think I'm so great? No, most of the time I wasn't really acting. I mean, Ruben would make us jog in place. Actually, for the lead actors, Carl, uh, for Harris and Shelby, he would make them do push-ups. And I told on my first day, he made me do push-ups. I can't do push-ups. I'll do jumping jacks. <laughs> so before every take, we would, I would do jumping jacks and shadow boxing just to keep the energy up. And walking through that jungle, there were actual thorns there. Um, but they tried to clear it. You know, they did. They really yeah. made the clear path for us. They tried to make it safe for us. But, you know, you can't help it. There's a little thorn will get in the way. And we did have some real scratches there. Nothing serious. They healed yeah. really well. And I have no complaints about that. I'm okay with that. The location also looks gorgeous. You know, you can't beat a real location. Yes, it's a real beach, a real island. Really, that part was really deserted. And we had one scene where... Um, Shelby and I were walking through a very dense bush area uh, upward. So it was pretty steep. We were climbing up. And the whole time we were climbing up, I just kept saying, you know, can I, can I, can I curse here in your podcast? Yes, of course. Yeah, I would say puta, puta, because that's how I curse. You know, I said, oh, puta, puta. You know, every time I did something and Shelby would say, fuck, 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 fuck. So they were like, Telling us, oh my God, we're gonna we're gonna have such a hard time with the sound mixing because you you guys keep cursing, <laughs> but that didn't even make it to the film because when Ruben was editing, the film was too long, so he had to cut out a lot of scenes. There's also mm. another scene where we're literally climbing a rock, the face of a rock, and they yeah. use doubles for that. Real climbers. I want to uh, end here by asking about uh, the final scene of the movie. Um, and for those who haven't seen the movie yet, I want to issue a spoiler warning here because it's a two-part question. Uh, one is the real-life uh, tragedy, unfortunately, of uh, Charlie's passing and uh, what it was like working with her. Uh, but then also, two, having the final scene of the movie between the two of you, uh, what is going on in Abigail's mind from your perspective? History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Working with Shelby was a dream. She was great. She was a great human being. She was sweet, thoughtful, kind, caring, and she was like my... She was like my... She was kind of like my crutch when we were filming because I would always go to her if ever I needed any kind of moral support or any kind of emotional support, you know, to help me through that thing because I was there for six weeks and away from the family and does things to your head, you know. So, but she was there the whole time, very supportive, and she was really a great friend. She's 
really a, a blessed soul. And working with her in that scene, she was also very supportive because that was that scene was not easy to film, and she was there the whole time cheering me on and you know encouraging me. And because um, Abigail goes through a real dilemma in that scene, she has to decide uh, in her head. You know that's what's going on in my head when I, while I was doing it that I love this person, I love Yaya, she's become a friend of mine, but because of the circumstances of what happened to the island that I got in between her and Carl, and that really breaks Abigail's heart. So she's at the same time thinking of her own welfare, her, you know, she's, she's also being a little selfish in this scene, but at the same time thinking, um, should I do this? I don't want to, you know, inflict pain on another human being. And this person, Yaya, is very dear to me. So that's really a real huge dilemma that's going on in her head, a conflict that's happening and she can't really handle it. So what she decides eventually would depend on where you are as an audience, where yeah. you are as a person. And, it, and I think that's the beauty of the film. It really, it, it opens up a lot of discussions and it, it opens up a question to yourself. What kind of person am I? Why would I think that Abigail would do this? Why would I think she wouldn't? And that poses a lot of questions to us as human beings. Do you regret not going on the uh, water slide? I'm curious. No, I don't regret it. It's so cold. <laughs> that water is freezing. No, I don't regret it. I don't it's regret not going. <laughs> it still looked like a very uh, fun and lively fun set with a great cast, too. So everybody, I'm sure, uh, just, you know, like you said, exotic location that you're shooting in and uh, with so many wonderful people to work with. It just looked like a very lively atmosphere. They are. They're really great. All of them are very generous, loving human beings. And I had the best time of my life filming Triangle of Sadness with them. It was the best. Even the crew, the Greek crew, the Swedish crew, they were all great. They were all cool people. I love them. Amazing. Uh, can you tell us what you have coming up next in the future? I know, especially once our listeners uh, get a chance to see this movie, they're all going to be dying to know what you have coming up. Well, I have um, Iti Makpupukaw. It's a film that we're, it's a Cinemalaya entry. Cinemalaya is a, is a, it's one of the, it's a top uh, independent film festival that we have every year. Um, so it's coming out next year. And another one is Keys to Your Heart, which is, uh, it's going to be a film based on the Korean film also, Keys to Your Heart, and I, I, play, I play the mother. So I'm not really sure where that's coming out, most likely Netflix, so hopefully people watch it. Amazing. Well, I hope that we see more of you, and I, I imagine we will over the next couple of weeks as, uh, you know, the release of the film, award season, of course, then there's things like, you know, the film rolling out on the streaming and physical media. So the journey is going to keep continuing for Triangle of Sadness and well beyond, of course, award season as well with your career. Uh, but I want to let you know personally that we're rooting for you uh, in this year's award season conversation. We really love your character and the work that you did here to bring Abigail to life. So thank you very much, Dolly. Thank uh, and you. And thank you for the time here, too. Thank you very much, Matthew. But can I add just one short thing? Sure. It's really great that this film is getting a lot of recognition for awards and all of that. But what's mm -hmm. really important to me is that I have a lot of friends who are professors in a film, film, in film courses, and they mm -hmm. all want to teach this this film. And to me, that's most important that we're showing students and young learners, young filmmakers, you know, the, the, the filming process that this whole film went through. And to me, that's really important. 
That's great. You know what? Actually, it kind of leads into the final thing I'll ask before we go here. If there's one thing that you would like for people, students, audiences, whatever it is to take away from Triangle of Sadness, what would it be? Maybe not filmmakers in general, but maybe all human beings in general. Treat as much as you can. Treat each person you meet with kindness, no matter what level they are in society. Every human is a human being. Every person has a heart, has feelings. So give a little extra touch of kindness to every person you meet. And always, you know, work with love around every action that we do. And maybe if we all did that, we'd all, you know, the world would be a much better place. I agree. Great note to end on. Dolly, thank you so much once again for the time. Thank you, Matt. All right. Take care. You too. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with the star for Triangle of Sadness, Dolly DeLeon, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Triangle of Sadness is now playing in theaters from Neon. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.